Hello and welcome to the Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Paula. And today we're talking about launching successfully to a small audience. So whether you only have 200, 100 contacts or no contacts, um, we're going to be talking about how to launch your business successfully or launch an extension of your services successfully. I'll see you after the intro. As the co-founders of the Landscaper Circle, we help you get more money, time and freedom to become limitless through our experiences as fellow landscapers and our tried and tested methods. If you want help with your marketing, managing or growing your business, you've definitely come to the right place. If you're a landscaper, garden designer or supplier to the industry, then hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, let's get back to the show. So when we look at launching successfully, people often tend to think that it has you have to have a big audience, they have to have a big following on social, you have to have a big email list, but that simply isn't the case. You can have a small email list, a small audience in general, and still have a really successful launch. And we're going to talk you through exactly how to do it. So first, you need to set up some goals. So what are your goals for the campaign? So with these goals, is it to get five new inquiries? Is it to get 10 sales? Is it to hit a certain monetary sale figure? This is completely up to you. Obviously be semi-realistic, but also ambitious. That's the key. And if you are a member, make sure to check out the planning topic and the productivity planner because that will help with this. So once you have some goals set out and these can be tweaked along the way, draft some marketing activities and a budget. So Different marketing activities could include obviously a website if you don't have one already, um, possibly with a page which is dedicated to getting inquiries, not just your contact form. If you're offering a new service, maybe it's a page about that service with a contact form. Um, Marketing activities can then also include email campaigns if you do have a small audience already on email and social media. And I would also recommend kind of Google ads if applicable and social media ads, so Instagram and Facebook ads. So when you are looking at ads, you do need to kind of draft a budget. Obviously your time as well needs to be included in terms of you know how much time you're going to be spending on this campaign. But setting a budget is crucial and that doesn't have to be a lot. Social and Google ads aren't all that expensive in reality. So that's kind of where you start. You start drafting your marketing activities. And one thing I would say here is don't overwhelm yourself. I think websites, emails and social is a good place to start. If you don't have the money for ads or if you want to try other things, I would start with them and then add on to that. I would go back a couple of steps though, Shah, because we haven't mentioned the dreaded word that I'm sure many of our members hate to hear us say over and over again. But the number one thing that should matter first is crafting your avatar and if you haven't heard us already talk about avatars it's essentially creating your ideal client on paper so crafting a description of what your ideal client is and what they do for a living where they live who they live with what kind of occupation they have what kind of home they live in as much detail as you can because you have to start there. You have to start with your ideal client before you then decide where you're going to um, attract them from. Where, What platforms do they hang out on? What sort of emails are they going to want to receive from you that are going to pique their interest? So I think that's probably the proper start. Would you not agree, Charlotte, before they get into the... 
Yes, definitely. And I think it will inform, when we talk about social media, it will inform which social platforms you need to be spending the most time on. Um, so that's really key. And it does tie in very nicely with my point um, that you need a core message when you're drafting a launch campaign. And when you know your ideal client, you'll be able to see what kind of messaging, what kind of frustrations they have and what their desires are. So you can draft a core message, core benefits, core offers around the launch campaign. It's also worthwhile when you're at this stage as well, when you're just uh, maybe starting out or you're doing a relaunch or a rebrand or an extension of your services, just taking some time to think about what your values are, what your mission is. Um, I mean, I've just sat in the office today and seen on the wall are very old and very interesting brand promise, which we crafted um, quite a few years ago now, probably six years ago now. And it's well worth thinking about what you want your company to to be as in how customers are going to perceive you is it all about the quality the workmanship or is it about price are you going to be the cheapest on uh, on the street I expect not but you need to have a think about what your values are what your mission is what you aim to deliver to your clients and what you want your business to stand for um this was covered in another podcast episode, episode 23, I think it was, with John, the NLP specialist. And he speaks about building a business based on your values and your beliefs. So that's a really cool episode to check out if you want to look more into um, creating a value message and also um, to start looking at what your values might be and um that you want to build your business on really um, because that will be part of the the core message that you're sending out and it's quite important to have these things clear in your mind and again you you do go back and recraft rebrand retweak so it's not set in stone that brand promise is completely out of date but there are elements of it that I will bring into the new mission statement if you want if you want to call it another name, um, as we go forward. But yeah, um, definitely think about these things when creating your core offer. I'm just interrupting your podcast today just to let you know about something that you might not know that we do. Uh, that At the Landscaper Circle, we offer a done-for-you service. So we can take on any marketing piece of work that you don't want to do or don't have time to do and we can do it for you. This can range from a blog, a PR piece or even running your social media. Um, we do this for a lot of our clients, um, namely the Association of Professional Landscapers and Garden Costs and we are here to help you too. So if you want to find out more about our Done For You service, then please visit the link in the show notes and we will get back to you. Because core messaging, when you've got it down, makes everything else pretty easy. When you start to look at launching a business or extending your services, I think people can get very overwhelmed when thinking about, I need to do a campaign for the launch. Um, I know many people just end up doing a post when it's live and just saying we now offer this when really if you just get this core message down pat with your ideal client and your promise and what you want to get across to them then the rest of it will come easy because you've got that guidance that that end goal that messaging ready so you just need to create the different elements of marketing to go with it. Yeah so your campaign really and truly runs from that core messaging so 
you will everything that you, every message you put out and every ad that you put out will come back to your core message and if you want to create um, some offers as well so it's really it may seem like a waste of time to sit there doing stuff like this but actually it saves you a lot more time in the future because otherwise you'll be putting together a campaign a marketing campaign or a marketing plan whatever you want to call it um, that isn't that doesn't get across the message that you truly want to tell your clients. It won't get across you and your business. It could just be any other um, landscaping or design company just putting out a, I want to say, sort of non-personable ad. It could be just another inauthentic, rushed, hurried, put-together ad rather than something that's been truly thought about. And that, the most important thing, connects with them on a different level. So they... Are connected with your message that's what gets them to buy definitely because I know that a lot of landscapers and designers we spoke to say I'm fine when I'm in front of the client but it's getting them there but translating that into your marketing is so key particularly when you are doing a launch campaign and having this core messaging will create consistency across everything from your websites to emails to your social everything we spoke about so that they're getting this message loud and clear and again, it also helps their their trust in you because they can see that you are putting this time and effort into a campaign and getting across what your company is all about, which is miles and leaps ahead of a lot of your competitors. Yeah, it's all about creating connection. Um, it's all about connecting, knowing your ideal client to then know the messages that will connect with them, to then ensuring that your business aligns with that to then deliver the message to them that's going to really get them to pick up the phone. So once you've got this core message down pat, and if you do have any questions on that, or um, if you're a member and you've drafted kind of some ideas, feel free to send it to us, info at the Landscaper Circle to UK. You then need to start to look at the actual activities. So you've drafted down what activities you're going to do, but now let's start creating the different elements. Now the first place to start is with that web copy. Everything always goes back to your website. Anything you do, emails, social, generally always goes back to there. So you need to think about, A, whether it's going to be a standard page on your website or you're going to create what we call a lead page. So this is just a standalone page that is purely designed to um, focus on that launch with a contact form to fill in so that they get on your list or they inquire so that you um, are then to call them back and book them in for a consultation. Start with that and because you have that core messaging the web copy will be a lot easier to write because you already know with your ideal, cl ideal client avatar in tow what their pains and frustrations are, how you're helping them with this service and ultimately your brand message and your core messaging for this campaign. And then once you've got this web copy, it's so easy to then create the rest of it because your emails will follow the same lines, follow the same suit. So are your social posts. You can use different sections and elements of that web copy for your social captions. So it really, truly becomes easy. And if you are looking at Instagram ads and um, Facebook ads, then again, having that core message and that written down web copy will make writing these captions so easy that all you have then left to do is create the accompanying um, photos, so it could be project photos or graphics you've designed um, and it really truly makes it so easy and consistent. And then one final thing in terms of setup is having a clear idea of what the what a conversion is going to look like, what is success going to look like, is it that they're going to fill out a form and be added to a certain email list, is it that they're going to pick up the phone, is it that they're going to inquire through your contact page, 
what is the end goal and how are you going to track the success of the different marketing activities? Yeah, so um, a bit more on that really is to think about how is your contact form set up on your website? Um, Does it inform you when someone's filled it in? Do you get an email with that? Or does it go straight into a CRM system such as ActiveCampaign? Um, You have to think of these things first before you set the ball rolling because otherwise you could run the risk of losing customer details and not getting back to people in time, which would just mean that you'd wasted a lot of time and energy um, and potentially money if you're running adverts. Another thing to think about is how are you going to log your inquiries? Do you log them on a spreadsheet? Do you just write them down? I would prefer it if you could log them on a spreadsheet or better yet in a CRM system um, just so that you know who's come from where and you can always contact them back. And then for the third point, you can remarket to them later on if they didn't buy at this point. So if you do something else in the future, if you run an offer or if you add a different service or if you launch a new product, whatever it might be, you have people's data on there. Um, obviously following GDPR um, guidance and you can then remarket to them. So it's really key, even if you've got a small list, I would still start now, um, start logging all inquiries that come in onto an inquiry spreadsheet um, so that you've got all the information there um, to do what you need to do with as you go forward. Yes, and I think that as well provides some consistency. And I know this is a word that you guys probably hear me use a lot, but it is important to be consistent. With your core messaging and your images, you'll have this consistency in the way that your campaign looks and feels, but you then need the consistency in following up. So is it that you're going to be calling them? Is it that you're going to be booking them in? Is it that you're going to be sending them something? So that's really crucial as well. And then my one other thing that I think is really good to consider if you do have a small audience is showing up live on your Instagram or on your Facebook because that's a good way you can reach new people, different people, people that might not have engaged with your recent posts may see you on live. It's a good opportunity to answer any questions people have and you can see if there are any common themes in questions or interests or anything like that that you can include in future campaigns and future social posts that can really help. So that is something to consider as well, the power of going live. Yeah, and we're all scared of going live. I used to be scared of going live. Um, Now we do it every week. It's become less of a problem. Um, And you always worry about, will will you be sharing something of value? And you will do. I mean, even if it was you wrote a blog on something, um, then you could always create a live from the information in that blog. Um, because you'll be attracting a different audience, someone who doesn't want to sit there and read, but they, they're happy to turn up and listen to you live. So don't ever think you've got nothing to talk about. Um, you've got lots of experience. You've got a wealth of knowledge. Um, you can discuss the inner workings of creating a garden design if, if you're a garden designer or the um, the standards that you install to if you're a landscaper or even talking about different products that are available that you've been using lately um, and answering any questions that have cropped up with clients in the past. So there's lots of things um, that you can talk about on a live. So don't ever be scared about the content side of things. And if you think that's all well and good, but how will I translate a blog into a live? I would just make key bullet points. 
write down some key bullet points you can refer to your notes it's not like you're recording kind of a professional video where you don't want to have to look down at your notes it's okay people will be more than happy with that so just bullet point your notes i know paula does every week when she does her life tlc so that is something to definitely think about and all of these things can be applied to you know big businesses as well as small businesses um, and small li small lists and big lists. These are the key foundations that you need for any successful launch, but particularly if you do have a small audience. And the very last thing I want to say is to track your success. So once the campaign has ended, say you do it for a month, you promote this new service or you launch a business, have a look at the stats, which pro social profiles worked well, which didn't. What types of posts worked well, what didn't. Where did you get those inquiries, those customers, those sales in? Did you hit your goals? Were you too overambitious or were you not ambitious enough? What would you like to improve next time? I think that's the main focus is what, what worked well and how could things be improved? Because that, as we say, is something you need to constantly work on. Yeah, and tracking your success is key to making less mistakes in the future. So if you track your start tracking your success even while you're a small business and make this a habit going forward, then as a bigger business you're not worried again you'll know where you'll know your numbers you'll know where your inquiries have come from you'll know conversion rates and KPIs and all of that sort of jazz um, now you sometimes think it's difficult to run these numbers but actually it's very simple um, and we can help you with that if you've got any questions info at the landscapercircle.co.uk but I think the key for tracking is especially when you start adding into the mix ad spend is making sure you make a return on investment, making sure you're not paying too much for a lead or a sale. Um, and depending on how much a sale is to you, you'd have to look at your average sale um, number, <laughs> your average sale amount. Um, and yeah, it's all about then you can improve, you can do more of the campaigns that work, less of those that don't. You can increase your ad spend on the ads that work and take off the ones that don't um, so it will make you a much more streamlined a much more easier to manage uh, machine really in generating inquiries and sales yes and as we said if you've got any questions please don't hesitate to reach out info at the landscapercircle.co.uk that is it for this week make sure to check out the wait list in the show notes so yeah Thanks, guys, and we will see you next week. See you next week.